following episode contains mature themes, sexual content, and good times. Just so you know what to look forward to. Unwind. 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 Welcome to the world's most voluptuous podcast, where every month we come together to create the building blocks of a story that feels so erratic and yet feels so right. I'm your host, Tanya Tutits, and today I'm joined by Sodome Velvet and the Duchess Elizabeth Barrett Boning, and we welcome you to the fourth episode of Coming Together. Just to recap, the way this works is that the Duchess Barrett Boning and Sodome Velvet take turns writing an erotic tale that I read moments after, so as you can expect, mistakes will be made, laughs will surely occur, and orgasms will be had by all. We join our heroine, Magnolia Ouvrejambe, as she travels through time and space, meets new people, discovers new things, and most importantly, gets busy. Hello, Miss Titties. (laughs) I will only be responding to Miss Titties from now on. (laughs) I'm not calling you that in public. Well, then you won't get a response. Okay. <laughs> I'll try it I out. I won't get so weird cool. looks from other people. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I was thinking that maybe we do things a little bit differently today. And I was wondering if we could maybe talk about, say there were no capitalism, what would you just want to do you know in like the theme of dreaming and creating and like traveling through time and space nothing has to be real so like why not talk about that a little bit so is this like all of our needs are met and we just mm-hmm. get to do whatever we want you get to, yeah I think I like the idea of not necessarily having all my needs be met but having to like work for some of them a little bit still like I would really like to spend a lot of time gardening. I love gardening. Oh yeah. It's the best thing ever. Um, and then like being able to grow food that I can eat myself. Mm-hmm. I think that's something I, I would spend a lot of time doing that. Yeah. I feel like I'm actually like, as a disposition, I feel like I'm a pretty good, like worker within capitalism like I'm really organized and productive it's terrible I'm like I hate it but um I feel like I'd always still want to be doing lots of things but that could be like projects like this like ridiculous podcast you know like yeah stuff where I'm like working with a team but it's like I don't know you know it's working yourself in it's not just yeah exactly getting things done for the man but yeah. exactly but I think like like stuff like storytelling and like mm-hmm. community building uh, mm-hmm. I, I like gardening a lot I like cooking a lot mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah I agree with that I would take on a lot more artistic projects in theory I would write a lot more in actuality I'm yeah. not sure that would happen um because such is the nature of writing but that would be a nice idea <laughs> Yeah. 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 I think it's like also just like not having to pay to live or to exist. Like that's more what I would like love to delete. And I think that 
if I like I too would I think that also one of my favorite things is just like picking up random hobbies so I think I would just like do that more like I would learn more things and then also like through that learning I could like contribute back to my community because like in this like no capitalism world there are still people who like need care and stuff Mm -hmm. so I would still just like and yeah like I think that there's like so much value in like the types of things that we do like this but we're just doing them off the sides of our desks because we're like we just want to like have a podcast so people have some like reprieve from the world and it's like a little ridiculous and it's a little amazing so you know that kind of thing but just more of it and like with more heart as -hmm. opposed to like right now where it's like great just finished work and now we can like do something that we actually want to do exactly sprinting madly from one thing to the next yeah it'd be doing the stuff that we do in our off time but not like exhausted yeah or yeah, like more intention to be doing it yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah wow okay but also how are you both doing how are we both coming in to this episode <laughs> i'm doing well lots is going on life is uh life is rolling the post well post ish pandemic life there's so many people traveling lately so yeah. i have a lot of friends that are coming and going from montreal yeah myself, i'm traveling next week so it's just like bang 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 this is happening then yeah. there's lots of travel oh it's really rolling <laughs> what about you sodome uh things are good yeah um talk about your dog my dog yeah i i've been having a, yeah a lot of fun with my dog i actually had to mute my mic well uh the viscountess was replying to your question because she was dreaming and like like barking in her dream <gasps> that's that so is cool. so bold. and i had to like <laughs> quietly be like wake up <laughs> like, um, uh, yeah so she's just like yeah over there. she's awake now um but yeah I really always wonder what dogs dream about. Like, are, like, are they just dreaming about like, like, does your, do you think your dog has a love interest and like that love interest has entered her dreams? Um, I hope so. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Do you think, you think my dog dreams about her love interest? <laughs> I hope so. Um, I, I imagine that she dreams of an endless field to run in maybe with her love interest yeah okay uh, i like that yeah there's a dog there's a dog on um he's a lot younger than her so she's a bit of a cougar mm. if she's into him but he's getting bigger and bigger because he's still a puppy yeah so like now they're the same size and he's quickly going to be like double her size so maybe maybe she's into that i don't know we'll i don't want to find out <laughs> I like that. I like I like when like the like non-misogyny affected person is older. I think that's so hot. Like I think that's such a hot dynamic. Yeah, so you know yeah. what? Yeah, get it. <laughs> the only dynamic I prefer in my love interest. Yeah. I would like to be the older one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. 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 Now it is time to wait, decide. Wait, wait, wait. Actually, no, it's not because it's not. I wrote in the script uh well script oh bullet yeah. points i want to issue you a challenge yes uh tanya yes i and if the duchess agrees um i want you to name the book not right now yes you have like at some point on some episode 
you will present us with the name. I'm assuming it's like, I don't know, like, like Magnolia Uvlajam Saga is the series or whatever, but like this book one. Oh my gosh. I'm kind of this excited. is Yeah, I you know that I'm going to be brainstorming. Pardon? I said, I think it should happen this episode. No. No, no, we can never talk. I need so much time to think. I need, I need okay. to calculate and I need to brainstorm and I need to use a thesaurus. Like, mm-hmm. this is going to take me so long. <laughs> but and I you will. Can take, you can wait to find out if, I mean, if and or when there's a narrative arc in this book. Yes. Ooh, to see. Yeah. To see where it goes, I don't, I don't know. I don't that know. is a good idea. I will be doing that now. Now it's going to be on my mind forever. I also, wow, I wish that like people could like respond to us and give suggestions because that would be such a good way for me to collect data and then compile and create something. We need to be a I mean, at this bigger point, pod. Yeah, but we need to be a yeah. bigger podcast for that. I yeah, feel like. oh, absolutely. Send <laughs> us an email. We're on email. We have yeah, a okay, yeah. Email us at podcomtogether at gmail.com. If you're out there listening and you want if to help Tanya listening. make a novel. <laughs> Some people are listening. There's not that many. Yeah. Yeah. Good enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's great. I'm happy with it. But yeah. If this if this podcast is doing it for you and you want to help Tanya name name the novel, podcometogether at gmail.com. Yes, podcometogether at gmail.com. I really hope that someone just imagine somebody does wow, that would be a dream. Okay. okay. <laughs> well then now it is time to choose who goes first. How are we gonna do this? Ooh. I really don't want to go first. Oh, I was I was actually thinking of volunteering. So wow, okay, please, please volunteer, please start. Okay, all right. Wow, that was so easy. Well, Sodme Velvet will get us going. Great, in that double entendre. Indeed. <laughs> all right. Well, then, without further ado, let's get started. We can't wait for you to come along with us. Oh. Chapter 4, Knock, Knock, Knockers on Heaven's Doors Magnolia opened her eyes and could tell one thing for sure. Above her were real stars, strewn across a cloudless night sky. Lying on her back, she could feel the cool earth against her. Still reeling from her epic climax, she gave herself another moment before lifting her head off the ground and looking around. When she did, She found herself encircled by massive, oblong sarsen stones, which in turn were flanked by hooded figures holding torches. What is happening here? Ooh, what kind of torches are they holding? (laughs) I want to know more. Let's find out. Okay, especially after coming from Tokyo. Okay, Mm -hmm. okay. By the gods, we've done it, someone cried. Magnolia got to her feet and spun around. She counted 12 people, all of them seemingly too nervous to approach her. They all looked tiny next to the massive massive stone structure. The almost rectangular stones stood tall with equally large stones lying sideways on top of these girthy pillars, of course. (laughs) It was dark out, save the torches, but she was sure she recognized this place somewhere. It can't be, she whispered. She speaks, 
said another hooded figure, who turned to their left and addressed another figure. Go see what she wants, Cadfan. Under his robes, Cadfan, 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 seeming, pardon? I don't know. (laughs) You don't know? Okay, good. It's it's going to be Cadfan for now. (laughs) Under his robes, Cadfan seemingly shrank in fear, but slowly he approached Magnolia, who paid him no mind. No, she was paying attention only to the fact that she stood, without a shadow of a doubt, within the structure people in her day called Stonehenge. But this Stonehenge wasn't a bunch of ruins. It looked new. You're fucking kidding me, she breathed. Oh, great goddess sent from the heavens to this realm, the figure named Cadfen spoke with a quivering voice. Be ye a merciful, kind goddess like your countenance suggests, or be ye a devilish temptress. Well, they're about to find out. (laughs) (laughs) Magnolia shrugged. A little of column A, a little of column B. (laughs) (laughs) Cadvan said nothing. He lowered his hood to reveal a chiseled jaw sharp enough to slice a baguette and long flowing red hair, some of which was braided. Magnolia's nether regions began to throb. Already? Wow. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, I will be whatever the fuck he wants me to be, she told herself. What may we call you, merciful, merciful temptress? She strode toward him and whispered, you can call me Magnolia in his ear. She's so bold. (laughs) (laughs) Cadfen fell backwards in shock. He tried getting back to his feet as quickly as he could while rearranging his robes to cover up his towering erection, but to no avail. Magnolia saw it in all of its glory and bit her bottom lip in response. Cadfan addressed the other figures. My kinfolk, we have summoned the great deity Magnolia, goddess of depth and growth, goddess of passion and plenty. I'm, yeah, she does have plenty of passion. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's who I am, Magnolia laughed. But Cadfan looked back at her, concerned. I mean, heavens, yes, that's who I am. The figures lowered their hoods and rejoiced. The heavens smile upon us. They've sent us an envoy. Come with us, great and powerful maiden. We shall throw a feast for ye on the morrow. I don't know if I qualify as a maiden anymore, but yeah, I'm into whatever. Cadfan smiled as he led her away from the henge and toward a small cluster of stone huts across the Salisbury Plain. You speak in such an odd manner, goddess. I fear that my mortal mind may not always be equipped to follow the musings of one powerful such as ye. Magnolia threw her head back elatedly. Please never stop talking to me like this, she giggled as dawn broke to reveal the vibrant green of the land before her. Wow. I that she's so blase about the whole situation. I know. <laughs> and so just says things so straight up and they're like, wow, such an intelligent, beautiful goddess. Yeah. Wow. I'm yeah. so excited to see where the Duchess takes this because, wow, Sadame, what a start. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really stoked to see where you go with this. Well done. All right. Okay. Wow. Let's see where this goes. I did want to touch on one thing because I kind of added in something into this that people might not be aware of, but during the, 
I, I mean, it was for sure a thing during the Middle Ages. I'm not sure about like earlier on, because obviously there's no research on this, given that people at this time couldn't write. But mm. back in the day, back before the industrial time, there was this thing called, there was this notion of two sleeps. Mm. Oh. You would sleep for four hours and then wake up in the middle of the night, go about your business. It was, historically speaking, a wonderful time for getting busy, mm. among other things. Um, and then you would fall back to sleep and have your second sleep. So I reference first sleep in oh. this situation, and that's what it's talking about. Wow. There was a fire burning outside of one of the huts, and Kafin, per my research, Kafin gestured to it. Over top of the fire, a hooved, a hooved animal turned on a spit, dead little legs sticking into the air. The smell wafting from the fire was heavenly, and although Magnolia usually preferred the only meat she consume in a week to be dick, <laughs> she figured she'd make an exception if she was offered. Oh, okay. She's vegetarian wow. or vegan? Mm-hmm. It, it appears. Maybe well, flexitarian. Flexitarian. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're traveling a lot, like, you eat whatever you're given, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you eat. And All right, yeah, that wasn't an innuendo, I guess. Last well. chapter, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. A woman, Magnolia could only assume it was Cafin's woman, stood at the pit tending the flame. Cafin's feet crunched on the gravel as he approached, and the woman looked up from her cooking. Well, who's this? she asked, giving Magnolia the up and down. How naked she felt underneath this scratchy robe they'd given her. How sexy. <laughs> The woman bent down to chuck another piece of wood on the fire, so Magnolia took a moment to give this woman a bit of a look-over as she did so. Magnolia would have loved to live full-time in the Bronze Age, back when folks were just sorting out metal and hadn't gotten around to inventing bras. The woman's tits swam freely about her dress, dangling and jiggling unfussedly about as she bustled. I believe she's a goddess, Magnolia heard Cafin whisper, and then, when the woman gave him a quizzical look, repeat this a little more loudly, a goddess. Well, she appeared out of thin air while we were dancing at the henge. And tomorrow's the solstice, the woman added. Tomorrow's the solstice. Magnolia thought about it for a moment. They were saying that she had some special powers and that it wasn't just coincidence that she had ended up where she was. She kind of liked the idea made a bit of sense of all of it oh interesting okay (laughs) yeah the woman had her hands planted on her hips well in that case we can't possibly have a goddess here in the house with us it's not fit for someone of her stature we'll have to go see about the neighbors otherwise i'll give the place a good fresh clean and she'll stay in the house and we'll be out in the yard if only you could have warned me, Kefin, about there being a goddess in town tonight, I would have seen to it that we had a meal fit for her. Well, I mean, come on, Kefin, you gotta let your I wife know. know when you're having company, ahead. especially oh. when they're a celestial being. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like you can plan these things, Kefin whispered. The woman cast him a look to say that he ought to have. He ought to have. Please, dear goddess, if you wouldn't mind just having a seat by the fire, we're going to set about finding a place for you to stay. It'll only be a few seconds. Although I wonder about how time works for them. Hey, she turned to Kafin at this, seemingly as if Magnolia wasn't there. 
I'm saying seconds. Maybe she measures things in something else. I don't know, stars. The reality was that Magnolia measured time in orgasms and she was about to say so, but notice the woman had already bustled off. <laughs> oh my God. So, okay, let's think about this unit of measurement. Because every time she comes, she goes. But it's not, it's not a consistent unit of measurement. But is time a consistent unit of measurement? Ooh, Ooh. questions from the Viscountess. <laughs> Everything is nothing, okay? <laughs> she can measure by orgasms if she pleases. Right. Also, clearly some sort of celestial being. Um, <laughs> all right. Haven cleared his throat and adjusted and adjusted his stature to one more reverent, more appealing to a goddess. Well, we'll have you a bed by no time. Rest assured, O holy one, he told her. In the meantime, do please seat yourself before our humble fire. The night doth set in, and it would be shameful for you to be catching a cold, for you to chill. Magnolia could only laugh at the way he was trying to level up for her. She'd fuck him for it later on. What? <laughs> yes, she will. <laughs> Oh my god, who says things like that? Magnolia. <laughs> oh fuck Magnolia does. <laughs> I love it. Several minutes later, the woman reappeared. What's it, neighbors? Bjorn. Goads Goads baby just tipped over a whole bowl of soup onto her lap, so they're a bit occupied tonight. Well, Madam Goddess, looks like you'll just have to shack up in our place tonight. My sincere apologies, but as previously implied, if you don't mind giving a bit of warning next time around, that'll go a mighty long way in ensuring you're given the proper welcome you deserve. Magnolia looked over at Caven, who was now gleaming red. That's no way to speak to a goddess, my dear. Well, I just think sometimes they ought to be more considerate. Oh, wow. Haven't seen. <laughs> I love her. This woman was so fun to write. She yeah. just yeah. like it is. She's like, I, nope, screw that. Goddess or no goddess. This matter, yeah. Bad <laughs> manners or bad manners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Haven't seen one in these parts since Caesar's time, and then they just pop in unannounced like that. I've got no qualms sharing my mind on the matter. Bjorn bustled about a bit, finding a blanket and cleaning before reappearing and announcing that it being already dark out and quite late, they were best off heading to bed. This, the fire will finish this pig off nicely and should be all cooked and ready to go by the time first sleeps up. Magnolia did realize how tired she was. She was quite content to curl into bed. Kaifin came over to her before she passed out and asked her if she needed anything. Boy, he was hot. Such a chiseled jaw, so fresh and ready to be devoured. Give her this hunk of meat instead of the thing roasting on the pit, she'd be more than qualified. Not a thing, she answered, but there's a chance I don't wake up quickly, so just rouse me a bit if that's the case. Oh, that qualified was supposed to be satisfied. Okay, I thought so. <laughs> Wait. You know what? She is qualified to be satisfied. It's fine. <laughs> in what sense dear goddess he answered okay okay (laughs) (laughs) 
she was she was kind of into the goddess thing. My breasts are tender, especially at night. And should they be stroked, especially around the nipples, I'll wake straight up. Wow. Wow. What a way to end. Oh, my God. Oh, Just my God. Wow. Okay. Here we go. Even Madame Velvet a bit of a setting. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's do this. Kaifin's loins trembled at the thought of touching her celestial bosoms. He managed a nod and left her to slumber. Once again, Magnolia was traveling through concepts more mysterious than time and space, her dreams. She found herself on her childhood bed, her back resting against a wall that had been plastered with posters of teen heartthrobs. <laughs> Magnolia, dinner will be ready in 20 minutes, Olivia Ouvre's voice echoed from down the hall. It all felt so familiar to Magnolia, like the imprint of a memory. The scene around her swirled into focus. She was 13 again, precocious. For weeks, she'd been hearing all about what an orgasm was at school, and she wanted to experience it for herself. 20 minutes. She took a deep breath, then placed her hand down her sweatpants. She had always liked touching herself down there, but she had never done it for too long. Her fingertips danced playfully on her clit. She leaned back into a pillow, feeling drawn into it. She closed her eyes and indulged in the pleasure. When she opened them again, her bed was in the middle of a Neolithic Stonehenge. The afternoon breeze felt warm against her skin. She kept masturbating. Then her skin began to prickle and she felt lighter than she ever had. The view in front of her burst into an array of colors and flashing lights and she could feel herself leaving this place. Out of the corner of her eye, she saw her bedroom door embedded in one of the massive sarsen stones. Faintly, she could hear a knock. Magnolia, dinner's ready. Can I come in? Then she couldn't hear anything. As she traveled, she caught a glimpse of her hand, which no longer looked like that of a pubescent kid. She hated this memory and all that followed it. The waking up in a strange new place in, strange, in a strange old age. The fright she gave her parents after having disappeared for days. The secrets, the lies. She hated having to revisit the memory in her dreams. She wanted to be where she was now. And as she eased herself out of sleep, she could see that where she was now was pretty fucking incredible. Mounted by Kafin, she could feel his calloused hands massaging her nipples. Hey, handsome, she said as she opened her eyes wide. You think me handsome, Bjorn said quizzically. What? Plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> Magnolia did not expect Capen's wife to be the one mounting her, but she was into it. She chuckled. Well, I'll admit, I thought you were Capen, but yes, you're gorgeous. Capen had to help a neighbor herd their auric back to the stable. He'll be along, but he instructed me to stimulate your breasts when the pig was cooked. <laughs> <laughs> Magnolia sighed. This wasn't the sexiest of phrases, but knowing her, she could salvage it. She guided Bjorn down so that she lay on her back. Now, Magnolia was on top of her. She undid the final clasps on her dress and said, perfect. He can join us once he's done. Bjorn looked up at her. You are a strange goddess, but no doubt powerful because you're completely irresistible. 
I know, Bjorn, Magnolia told her as she unlaced her bodice. But don't worry. I use my powers for good. Oh, wow. Beautiful. Wow. Love it. (laughs) Okay, first of all, like how beautifully genius. Yeah. Wait, wait, one at a time. I didn't hear all of that. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Duchess. The flashback was genius. Yeah. That was so cool. Thank you. So good. Uh-huh. I what I was saying was that that was so beautifully written. I was oh, I was there. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was like, okay, she's asleep now. I kind of want something to happen. I'm not yeah. just gonna be like, and then she woke up, you know. So it's like, mm-hmm. uh, I gotta do something with that. Yeah. So yeah, I know, and I've wanted to. I, I've been thinking about that. I was like, well, yeah. When the when was the first time she had an orgasm? What the fuck happened? Yeah. Wow. I am so cool. intrigued by like where this is going because now I feel like it's like act like it's like turning into like an actual like cohesive novel. Like I am there's yeah. a story. I'm excited. Same. Yeah, Same. me too. I, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen, but me neither. It's fun. We'll, we'll find out soon. Yeah. We'll find out later. Who knows? The story will unfold. As all stories do. As all stories do. <laughs> But it was not to be. As Magnolia was working at the little clasps on Bjorn's bodice, a child's voice came from the back of the room. Mama, I'm thirsty. Oh, no. So is Magnolia, kid. Oh, my God. Calm down, kid. And that was not time. Your mom was trying to get it on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Bjorn gasped, my daughter, if only this could have worked out, and she darted from the room. Magnolia would wake up in the morning wondering whether this was all a part of her strange dreams or whether this was real. But it had been oddly empowering to know that even this woman, who had seemed so standoffish, wanted her. Of course. She was woken by the sun several hours later. She wiped sleep from her eyes, trying to figure out where she was. After a couple of seconds, she remembered Stonehenge, the roasted pig last night, Bjorn's body against hers, then hastily departing. There was the sound of music coming from outside of the hut. It was getting closer. Then it was inside the house, a whole troop of Anglo-Saxons singing to her, praising her beauty. She didn't want this to be a long-term lifestyle, all the flattery and praises, but boy, was she into it for the moment. Yeah, girl. Yeah. They invited her to sit. They invited her to stretch across a satin blanket they were carrying among them. It was divinely smooth, this blanket. Six hefty Saxons picked her body and the blanket (laughs) off the ground, and the parade, now that she was looking, it must have been about 50 people. And there were bagpipes, flutes, and even a couple of hand drums. She saw Kafin among the crowd. He came over to her and whispered, we're taking you back to the henge. Once arrived among the towering blocks, Caven began to speak to the crowd. This goddess came to us last night as if from a dream. She has spoken of physical desire and has expressed this sensuality to both my wife and myself. She seems to be a fertility god transcended to flesh. 
we must pleasure this goddess in order that we might oh, please her and in doing so reap the rewards of her favor upon us. I am so happy this is happening. Uh, me too. <laughs> it needed to happen. I feel like it would have been too, it was too good of a setup for her not to get fucked. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah, but I was totally okay with going a completely different direction because that's just kind of the nature of this like yeah she was yeah. with that couple and I was like oh maybe she'll just fuck them and then leave and then like that's good but like oh this is so much better <laughs> <laughs> way to go countess. wow I countess I cannot wait to see where this goes okay Please join me in this ritual and, O oh great goddess, cast your regard upon us when you depart from this place and do not forget the ways we have honored you. She will not. <laughs> <laughs> Members of the crowd bent down toward her. One man began to loosen the buttons of her dress and gently tug it from her body. Others stepped toward her with feathers. The light brush of the feathers excited every nerve ending along her rib cage, her inner thighs. She closed her eyes to allow herself to be consumed by sensation. Then, with insistency, the feathers became hands, massaging her feet and her palms. Her clit began burning at her nakedness and her desire. She was soaking wet and spread her legs apart to allow for easy access to her pussy. Kaven, yeah. Kaven was at her head and lifted her up onto his lap. His hands found their way to, his, to her tits and began massaging them, just as she directed yesterday. His big, strong, rough hands. Someone had put a little oil, so there was this delicious mix between the coarseness of his hands and the smoothness of the oil. She moaned and whispered, Mount me, my Saxon. Ah! Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Kaven didn't have to be told twice. He whipped off his tunic and bloomers and mounted her. She could feel the twitch and ache of his dick rubbing against her clit and the smoothness of his skin against hers. She spread her legs just a little further apart and he eased his way into her, slowly, the void of her desire being answered by his throbbing penis. The void of her desire. Wow. She gasped. Harder, she instructed, and he began thrusting inside of her back, forth, back, forth she reached her hand down to touch her clit he thrust faster yet and she ached like a goddess yearning to create the earth she moaned fuck me baby which he hopefully interpreted as him being her creation her baby and not some dawson college dirty talk oh my God. <laughs> did you did we establish that she went to Dawson beforehand, or did you just? <laughs> no, nope. I think you just decided that. <laughs> I love it. Yes. I like it. We've revealed. <laughs> Why not pick a <laughs> Oh, I love how much Sejaks have gotten a mention. So good in the four chapters so far. Yeah. <laughs> I like how no one outside of Quebec probably knows what a Sejak <laughs> yeah, is like, either. Look, look it up. Reference. <laughs> Dawson College, yes, now we all know. All right. After a couple of minutes, he flipped her around to take her from behind. Legs wrapped around his pelvis against his pelvis, she let him fuck her to infinity. 
Her forearms were against the blanket, her back was arched to the sky, and her body began vibrating. Her pleasure was mounting and raging inside of her once again. It was emanating from that place down below her uterus and grew greater with every thrust of his dick. And then she was coming and going, and she could hear the crowd gasping even as she was already disappearing. And she was, in fact, a goddess flying through space, letting the pleasure bursting from her clit propel her into the stars, into another world and another time. Oh, wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. I won't lie. I'm really, I'm like glad that this one was like, it was like something like experimental, but like her experience was and like a just like a one-on-one one because we in the last like she just came from tokyo where she had an orgy and so i'm like i like 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 the variety yeah for sure i think that's the idea is like trying to keep it dynamic she's not just like doing like group fucks every single time or she's not just like getting it on with one person in a boat every single time it's like in a boat I don't know. Where does that happen? Where did you pull that from? I have no idea. It just came wow, from. Wow, I really hope. Well, I know what we're doing next chapter. From the void, yeah. he's fucking somebody on a boat. <laughs> I really liked that in this chapter, there was a lot of like her backstory and stuff coming out. Mm-hmm. I really liked like how we got to like learn about her and stuff, but also I'm like intrigued because it feels to me like as a reader, that we're getting closer and closer to like understanding the mechanics of this, but like not in a way that feels rushed. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's good. Because Duchess, do, do you understand the mechanics of this? Or do we need to figure that out? I um, like that it keeps emerging, but I think I think we have we have a vague, we have a vague idea. Actually, yeah, no, that's yeah. true. We do know more than the reader. So exactly. Yeah. To be fair. We know more than we let on. I mean, we do, but it could change yes it's very because, true because like i could like i, I it's no secret i definitely have some ideas but then like yeah the duchess will write something and i'll be like oh okay well that's, that's not happening <laughs> oh well and i think that's the thing too for me is that like i potentially have few, fewer ideas but things will just come to me when i'm writing and i'm like yeah ah, not chuck that in like i i was not thinking about her going to dawson college at all but i was like Haha, that seems funny oh no that's that's great yeah i love that <laughs> No, no, and I hadn't really thought too much about her backstory either before I read it. I mean, no. I thought about just kind of how uh, intense that must have been to have mm-hmm. your first orgasm and then just like disappear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe one day we'll actually write where she goes and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I do love like I I like that also as she keeps doing things. And as you're like, because it seems like you both have like the same vision or like the same perception of her, like she is a real person and you both see the same person in her. And that like, as she does things, she's just doing shit and we're learning like about her through that. And that's when like all this stuff comes out. Like, for example, like her just like, like, you know, like she's been, she was like, the the dirty talk thing like it just we just happened to learn that she went to Dawson College but like aside from that too like in every chapter she just like makes comments or observations or whatever and we're like oh that's so Magnolia but Mm. you know (laughs) and then but then like through that you're like solidifying like that's a real person 
And like that person has a backstory and that's when like the backstory just comes out, but it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. You make us sound so much more <laughs> savvy than we are. <laughs> so more well thought out. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's funny. It in the seems moment. pretty well thought, thought out to me. <laughs> yeah. And like, I think we have the basics down. It's just yeah. like filling the details and like, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like I, I'm a, I'm I feel like now that we're four chapters in, it's a good time to kind of start like I don't know creating like a story arc. Yeah, because uh, because it's been pretty like plot without story so far. I mean that's not completely true. We're getting to know the character. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah. Yeah, but I think we're ready for it at this point, and I think the the listeners are probably ready for it. At this point, all of our thousands of listeners. Oh, yeah. I would like to know more about this character. (laughs) How did she come to be? Yeah. 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 And right now, yeah. Is a good time for that? Like, Mm -hmm. or like, you know, chapter four, chapter five? Like, yeah. I think so. Uh, We don't know how long the book's going to be either. That's true. We'll find out. (laughs) Yeah. Determined. At some point, I do think the Duchess and I are going to have to sit down and have some sort of conversation to figure some some yeah. goalposts out. Probably. But, we'll get uh, there. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll know when the time is right. We're very busy adults. We don't have time to yeah, plot yeah. out the porn before we write it. <laughs> Barely have time to write it, so having time to plot it beforehand is like that. <laughs> Not so much. It's true. Anyway. Such is the life under late-stage capitalism. Yep, it but clearly you know. is breeding innovation like this podcast, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs>